Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down Season 2, Episode 14, Moonshot. It's one small step for Ray, one giant leap for Legends. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz one of the most cringeworthy yet entertaining moments that I've seen in a show in a while. This, though, one of the best. Oh, boy. Everybody, welcome. The Henry Belafonte after show here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, breaking down all of Henry Belafonte's greatest songs. Yep. Uh, going in depth. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Hey, I'm Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child or at Mr. Dave Child on Twitter and Instagram or DaveChild.com. My name's Dave Child. Hi, I'm Dave Child. <laughs> I am not Dave Child, but I am Lucretia Lyon. Yes, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I am Lex Michael all over social media at the Lex Michael Frank. I'm now really into the idea of you doing a Harry Belafonte podcast. Yes, yeah. all right, Ooh, that's yeah. it. Yes, let's do it. Belafontecast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in Mission Control, let's give a shout out to the person that's going to make sure that we get back home safely. Let's give yeah. it up for Neil in the booth. Yes. Yep. There okay. he is. There is. Okay. I don't know, guys. I don't know if we're going to get back safely after this. I feel like we've been stranded out here in after-show space. Who knows? Uh, but as always, folks, you know what you can do? You can give us uh, a like on Facebook. You can give us five stars on iTunes. Five stars. In fact, because of some great five-star reviews, Lex Michael is back tonight. That is, you did that, folks. That is the only reason yes. that I, I am well enough to do this show tonight and is and because... If, if you doubt it... Lucretia, please read one of those reviews. Okay, guys. You got a lot of them, so I'm going to try to get through these really fast, and I'll try to do sexy voice as much as I can. So, um, please have Lucretia read this review. Five stars from Prodigal358. Malcolm Merlin, John Constantine. Malcolm Merlin, John Constantine. Malcolm Merlin, John Constantine. Malcolm Merlin, John Constantine. Now, how many drinks is that, Lex? That's eight drinks. All right. Uh, you should be getting drunk by now. So, according to the drinking game, your audience is too messed up to listen. <laughs> Best regards, Evil Rip. I like Evil this guy. Rip. Rascal. Oh, we've got a few more. Red Queen 57. Five stars again by Rachel Dominic. My people, this nerdy group of hosts always manages to put a smile on my face. You guys are amazing. Keep up the great work. Oh, I'm glad we started off the show by telling people how great we <laughs> are. Yeah. A little ego stroking right Welcome here. to the show. And, and, and it does not stop there. Uh, apparently we are the legends of Afterbuzz because we're outcast misfits. <laughs> Don't call us the heroes. Legends. Yeah, and that's from Nerdity Nerd Nerd. That's one of our uh, fans there. I like the name, buddy. Great. With a five-star review. In a world of tension and modernity, we need heroes to get us to save us with witty commentary. Lex Michael, bitten by a radioactive review, causing his life force to be um, tied to theirs and giving him the power of five stars. Lucretia Lyon, a former member of the League of Shippers and a master of the slash fiction battle. And Dave Child, formerly Messy Dave, who wreaked <laughs> havoc and misery through the power of untamable beards before redeeming himself and becoming Babyface Dave with the power of doodles. Last but not least, Frank Moran, last living member of the Nerdmasters who protects nerddom throughout time. They're a team of misfits, but don't you dare call them hosts, for they are the legends of Afterbuzz. That is amazing. That is, this show is amazing. <laughs> Oh, thank you Fantastic. for that. Yes. Well, that's our show, everyone. Yeah, Thanks for right. watching. <laughs> now you know we're great. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Uh, now, speaking of greatness, though, one great thing that MR Dave Child does is he does these incredible doodles. In fact, it was just referenced yes. on that review. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a chance to win 
this doodle that Dave Child was doing during this very after show, as and he did it during the the, the watching of it as well. We got a couple of doodles already. We got a Le Petit Ray. Yes. As in the little prince, but it's Aww. Ray on the moon. And uh, we got a couple of others, too. I just wrote Legends of Dad Morrow, because that was basically what this episode was. It, it was? was like a lot of dads having dad feelings. So if you want to get this doodle sent to you, uh, you have to uh, hop in the chat and share your best hashtag for the show. Yeah. The crew shall remind us what they are during the course of the episode, and at the end, we'll all pick one, and you lucky person will get this. Uh, drawn with, with uh, love by Mr. Dave Child, signed with uh, passion by Lex Michael. Uh, and then, that's, yeah. it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Only Lex. Lex. Signed with bitter resignation by everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I guess uh, I'm this. He's the only uh, one that loves this. Yeah. All of us are resigned right. to it. Uh, now, enough self-flagellating here. Why don't we get into the business at hand? And that is to talk about the legends of tomorrow. Uh, we get to go back to 1965 initially to uh, find our last mi- missing member of the JSA. A uh, good old uh, Henry Haywood. Commander Steel. Yes. I did like this where we get to just see uh, how time travel can be seen. The first time we get to see somebody getting the instantaneous, instantaneousness of time yeah. travel. Yeah, oh, where they walk off and then immediately Rip shows back up with Yeah, me. finally. Yeah. Finally, they yes. forget that they could do that. <laughs> well, this was like if we had we had him actually say like we you, this is a time ship. You mm-hmm. could literally bring me back to the exact moment that you left me, right. which is the conversation that we've been having at this table all season. Yeah, yeah. but I do like that. Of course, uh, as Amaya tells him, like, well, you know, we called him in our time the chameleon. Because, you know, he, he could just blend into anything and have different accents or whatever. So I just imagine as he turned around, he's already ripping off his clothes, you know, messing up his hair, you know, throwing whatever he can around him. He's just, just blending into the scenery. You <laughs> don't see me. Uh, he also was like, I think they dropped him into the middle of like, all oh, these people look like 60s white guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. there's too many 60s white guys. <laughs> I think it just blended into the crowd. Yeah. I will say, out of the three JSA members, I mean, I feel like Dr. Midnight got really the short end of the stick because we basically just saw him during a, like, basically a cold open. True. And then he gets knocked off. And then Stargirl, we didn't, I mean, we saw her, but there wasn't that much. I feel like this is the best uh, showcase He's of a JSA member. He's also a really great actor. He just, I, yeah. he just kind of stole the show for me. I, I felt like so. he was the best guest star we've had in a while. For yeah. sure. And he was given a lot of really interesting, really meaty stuff to play that mm-hmm. some of these other characters weren't necessarily. I mean, you mentioned Dr. Midnight getting short shrift a little bit. Like, yeah, he shows up again essentially to be killed. And that's yeah. that's yeah. it. And yeah. he was good. This was a subtle acting choice. He was the subtle performance rather than I feel like a lot of people are on CW shows and then they kind of dial it up a little bit. Sure. <laughs> Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this guy was like, he was very, it was just a very strong commanding performance for the commander. Mm. Mm, look at that. There, there's mm. a pun. Uh, I did it. And it is the most form of humor. You know that, Lucretia. But yeah, it's the quickest way to my heart. So I said, it's <laughs> like from Ray. But yeah, I, I like Matthew McCauley. And I hope that, you know, because no death really means anything on the CW, (laughs) just in general. So hopefully we see Commander Steel again, but yeah. And also, thanks for the follow on Twitter, buddy. Oh, look at that. Mm. Mm. But yeah, it it is true that because they do have... I was just like, I'm going to jump on that really quick. Never mind. It's a great change of direction. I like that. uh, No, No. but it, it is true that be, they have a time ship. We can play with reality if we put this fancy stick together. He's only dead or off the table until they decide they don't want him to be. On this show, they are only dead so long as they, or they're not, they can come back if the actor doesn't book another full-time gig somewhere else. Yeah. Very right. true. You know, just as somebody who loves the JSA probably more than any other super team, I, I would like to think in some way they can be taken back and you know brought back to life somehow. Because it'd be a shame right. to think that they're all... They could just beam right outside of the ship and catch them. They could pull a Bill and Ted, and after they fix the ship, that's they true. just go right back to that time and just like catch With an him. open bay door, so yeah. that he just flies out ah! and flies into and then the, right yeah. back into the other one. It'd be kind of cool. That's true. And it just, wouldn't mess up the timeline at all, except they would just have to make sure not to bring him back to the 1940s. That's the only thing they have yeah. to make sure they do. And have lots of aloe for him, because I'm sure he got a little singed on that on that little transfer. Yes, oh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little singed. Uh, but of course, uh, the other big arc for this episode, too, is uh, Rip trying to figure out how does he fit in. We talked about this a lot. Yeah. Once Rip was back with the Legends, how he was going to fit in with the rest of the team. And it's cool that the writers actually you know, like were thinking that way, too, as well. And they recognize that Sarah, when Sarah's like... Uh, 
or when Rip says that Sarah is a better captain than Rip ever was. So true. Yes. It's like, none of, no audience member was like, no, 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 not at all. It's like the, the team is working better together, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they're going with this yeah. rip story. I did have a comment on Twitter um, from Andy Freeman, uh, at Andy Freeman 22 who did say, she is better now, but Rip was the one who created the Legends. Yeah. Like, so. Created, but yeah. not not really an effective manager. Yeah. Uh, you know, Commander yeah. still points out, like, last time I saw these guys, that you did, nobody was gelling. It didn't work together well at all. And Rip says, you know, I'm not really the one that should take the credit for that. But I love, right. uh, Dave, the scene you just referenced where he acknowledges to Sarah that she is a better captain than he was. That scene near the end of the episode, one of my favorite Sarah scenes in a very long time, but maybe my favorite Rip scene of the entire series. Yeah, because yeah. I like how Rip is keeping that edge a little bit, him just drinking alone and sort of like he's being self-aware, but I like the new direction they've gone with this character. And to yeah. me, that scene sort of solidified it. Yeah, I think the character's just far more interesting than in the first season when he was showing up and kind of pretending to be badass. I'd never believed it. And in this this character, is now he's trying to figure out who he is. He's gone through being a total loser, and he's gone through being a total badass bad guy, and now he's just kind of lost. Yeah. Well, there's definitely some tension there between Sarah and Rip, so it was nice when they had that conversation, because mm-hmm. when the module is in danger by getting hit, hitting, getting hit by meteors... And Sarah puts the wave rider in front of it. They at least have a big discussion. She's still mad about Rip time scattering them, right? Like, oh, at least I had the decency of time scattering you before I put me put ourselves in the way of the nuke. Like, well, I didn't. Want, we did not consent deal? to this time yeah. scattering. Yeah, we've got some good hashtags. Alex D. Figueroa Jr. had a good one earlier about hashtag Daddy Space Camp. Daddy and then Space now, Camp. Now he's got hashtag uh, RIP his ego. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Well, we also get to see Rip. Uh, what was nice about the initial kind of trying to fit back in, like he goes, like he goes back to his old school way of looking through books, trying to find out where Henry might be in 1970. Yeah, like, I was like, no, we got it. We found him. <laughs> we we got it. Sorry, Rip. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. This is what we did the first season, so I thought maybe we did it in the end. <laughs> yeah, but I guess not. No, we, we moved on from that. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so they have to go, and, and of course, the plan is we've got to infiltrate NASA, of course. Why not? Sure. It's, it's time to get this guy. We haven't guys. done that on this show yet. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Uh, and so they split up, and they send uh, Jack Stein and uh, Mick, which was the weirdest like, choice. All right, Mick, we'll send you to Mission Control and have you try to blend in. Maybe like, they're okay. really like banking on the the Chronos brain taking yeah. over once he's in there and yeah. him actually being able to fit in. Because it happens. Right. And also, I think they want muscle there, right? They, it's someone who's muscle... Who doesn't have to flame on in order to be muscle? When those nerds start uprising, I'll take them all out. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, know, you never know if they're the league, the Legion is going to show up down there or something. Sure, true. very true. But I did like that Franz got to use his real voice. Yes, uh, yeah, yes, us, yeah. he is in fact uh, British. First time I saw him was in Attack the Block. Okay. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah, he's in that. Oh, because I was going to say, like, wow, he was the most convincing British person. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's his, I was like, he did a really good job with that British his, uh, voice. That's his accent. Yeah. Him, yeah. He's in the, him and uh, John Boyega's in that movie, his first movie everybody oh, really? saw him in. I love Attack the Block. Yeah, Attack the Block. Is, if you are listening to this and you have not seen Attack the Block, do yourself a favor, go check it out. It's it's excellent. And, of course, Jax is, is in it. Yeah. yeah. Sounding all British. Mm, look at that. Yeah, I like Ivan Soto's hashtag Ray Palmer, Matt Daming it up. Pretty soon, Jimmy right. Kimmel's going to show up just to just to be a spoil. Well, and, uh, I, I John, really like, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Deming says, hashtag Davey Man, tally me bananas. Davey Man. Okay. Hashtag Davey Man, tally me bananas. I like that because it involves me. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I also like that little, just a little scene of Mick stealing the cigar. He's like, oh, hey, all right. Uh, yes. Just like that with me. So, uh, very nice there. Look at that, Mick. Uh, number one uh, to pull off a little theft in some fashion. So, uh, of course, they have to. Uh, the rest of the team is heading off to try to find the uh, Apollo 13 because they find out. Wait, it, there is no problem. The oxygen tanks haven't ruptured, which means right. time has been changed. And we find out our boy Thawne is on there. I like. I like that right. he's going. I just like. I like reverse flashes going to the moon. I like it. Yeah, I mean that's that's really cool. Yeah. So- Okay. Go, go. Uh, I was just gonna say I really like the dynamic between Thawne and Ray. Oh, that it, stuff yeah, it was, was a good way yes. to humanize Thawne. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was good. Mm. I was confused about the rules about how Thawne couldn't use the Speed Force because there was no gravity. 
But I feel like that because I feel like anytime he's in contact with somebody, he at least has something to to resist. Yeah, he against. can do something. I thought he was uh, refraining from using it because that will attract the shade. Mm. And I thought that actually made sense because he was trying to not have the shade show up when he's stuck in like space. Yeah, there's so no way that he can go. I kind of wish they made that kind of a bit more clear. I think that's the reason maybe why he didn't move. Yeah, or do any space things, but like. Uh, it, also, my beef with Thon in this episode is he is the most killable person alive at the in this episode, especially because yes. he's running away from his own extinction, which should happen to kind of make the time right. What's Dave's beef? It's, well, it's Dave's oh, beef corner. <laughs> yeah, we we did have uh, Connor Pearson Ward says hashtag Dave eats Frank's beef from last week. You know yep. we gotta now we gotta go back to Dave's that. got the beef. Yes, nope. will Frank eat it? it? <laughs> <laughs> there she <it> goes. <laughs> so, like, what is what 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 is the wait? What is the beef that's happening? What yeah. is my beef that you're throwing into the corner right now? Prepare for Dave's beef. <laughs> Beef. 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 I have a speech impediment. Beef. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, my beef is that Thon. they should have just shot Thon as soon as he showed up to the actual, like, spaceship. As soon as they showed up to the Wave Rider. They, just they not him unconscious. Don't put him uh, conscious in the brig. But, of course, yeah. we see why they needed to at the end. But, yes. Why? Because well, they needed the 38 degrees. But why the, did the they just... Yeah. Uh, okay. My bigger question is, why at the end did they just let him go? No, my biggest question is they didn't let him go. He left, but he is still up in the upper atmosphere. Where did he run off to? Because so the jump ship couldn't is not he fixed. Run around, couldn't he run around the ship until he had enough like speed force abilities to kind of just time travel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess open up a portal and then jump yeah, through it. Could portal it. I figured maybe if he fell and aimed for a, like a building... He can just run down it when he gets there right. and be all right. <laughs> but yeah. you, you really need to aim. Like, he'd really have to throw himself... But well, maybe you run so yeah. fast because we know the the Flash can run so fast to run on water. Yeah. Can he run fast enough to run on clouds? Oh, yeah. running on go. clouds through the sky. Oh my! Sorry, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, I believe that uh, me eating the beef would be that they needed to keep him conscious so they could get that 38 degrees uh, reference to save them and get the Wave Rider back home safely. <gasps> I just ate. And I Frank just ate Dave's beef. So Art Master Austin Prophet says hashtag Dave Science. I like that one. Dave Science. Science. Yeah, look at that. Dave Science. Um, Great. It would almost yeah. be like a, like a Mario Kart game. A Mario game. We're just bouncing down ding, 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 down the little clouds. All the way down yeah. to... See, there you go. There you go. That's how we did it, guys. Dave Science. <laughs> so uh, we do find out. So the Thawne had a little... Uh, his his uh, face impersonator there. He takes it off. Hops into the, uh, the the lem. But who's he followed by? By good old Ray Palmer. Oh, Ray. Aww. How'd he get yes. in the ship? <laughs> Dave's got a yeah, new beef. Yeah, this is another Dave Science. Dave's got a new beef. How'd he get in the ship? That ship is <laughs> airtight. There's only one way he could have gotten a ship, I've realized, and that's through the toilet tube. Dave Science. <laughs> it's possible. I'm guessing, right? Because the, the, the space toilets work like airplane toilets. Do airplane toilets work the way I think they do? Where they just let out the poop they do. into the air? They do. So do they release the poop into space? I don't know. Do they? Is like is I the orbital so. path around Earth filled of like filled with little frozen space poop? Yeah, yeah. is Earth are. covered in space poop? Yeah, just orbiting. Oh, that gross. is what the meteorites are. My, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna have to let that beef uh, just rest on the table. Like, you don't eat that space one? poop. Yep, I can't. I can't you touch that beef. That beef is space poop beef. You can't eat the space <laughs> poop beef. We've got some good comments. Jonathan Deming, our lovely comic book exchange viewer. Thank you, Jonathan. You, the rest of you guys, should check that out on Book Circle Online. By the way, <laughs> a little self promotion. He says, "Speed Force just wants a healthy relationship, and all these speedsters just keep abusing it." Mm. That's true. And then um, we have a good question for you, Dave. Dragon yes. artist Tom says, "Is Thon walking on sunshine?" Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna feel good, guys. Maybe he's on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, all right. Okay, uh, so stop. we get a little fight in the land between uh, Palmer and Thon. And I do like Thon saying, "You know, I don't need speed to kick your ass." Yeah, yes. and man. 
Ray forgot to make that suit knife proof. <laughs> he thought of everything there is to do with a with a with a suit that shrinks and shoots a blast, but he can't hold up against a three inch knife. But I thought, like with the exosuit, like he essentially has super strength of at least to some degree, yeah. uh, more than so. The fact that he was struggling against Dawn. To be able to put him back him out. Maybe he was because of the no gravity. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was hard for him in the suit to get a good a good punch. Go this face you're making. No, No, No. I don't buy that one. This is Frank's beef. Frank's got beef. Zero G beef. Zero G beef. I mean, regardless of that, the the suit would still work. The mechanics of it wouldn't be slowed down by gravity. So it's like he should still have that superior human strength. Is that the beef? This is the beef floating through the air. All right, David, you gonna eat it? You gonna eat that beef and just float right by it? No, I accept that. That beef. <laughs> you know, Dave accepts that beef. Ray is my fave, but I did love Thon just burning him like, mm, I don't need super speed to kick your ass. And we've got a pretty good little Ray He just needs a three-inch knife. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And Alex D. Figueroa Jr., all with the hashtags tonight. Hashtag Ray of Space Poop. Ray of Space Poop. poop. I like right. that. Uh, and we do get <laughs> Ray as somebody that is a huge science nerd and loves all this stuff. That you actually get to be somebody that gets to set foot on the moon. Yeah. Yes, Lucretia. Well, we've got a real cool science fact here. Real science, not Ooh, Dave right. science. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. redneck and like nerd. I don't know says, if I'm going to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "I watched an interview with an astronaut once, and they said that everybody gathered around to watch the urine dump because it looked cool." Oh, yeah. uh, sparkles in space there. So we're there. surrounded by ones and twos. <laughs> it's binary up there in space. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how distressing the term urine dump is. Yeah. Uh, the urine dump. But it also probably looks really pretty because it just kind of turns into little like golden droplets. In it's the like sun. an aurora borealis from your body. <laughs> That's what that is. And they're all just chanting urine yeah. dump. That makes it creepier. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of astronauts in space, like urine dump, urine dump. But they're all look at the beauty of urine dump. Okay, great. I would would hope they'd be a little bit more enthusiastic about that. Like, oh yeah, sorry. I guess Uh, that's a bit too much Event Horizon. (laughs) (laughs) And since Sam Neil, right there, good Sam Neil reference. And since I am the queen of slash fiction, uh, Alex D. Figueroa Jr. says, Ray was swept off his feet by Thawne. Hashtag reverse Adam. I'd take that. A nice sequence of Ray on the moon, uh, you know, striding around, going to the original site to uh, grab the spear that Henry had hidden in the flagpole. Yeah. Yes. Uh <laughs> So, my other beef. My, my other beef. He's got another got beef. Another beef. I'm thinking about the space. Frank's got some beef. He's gonna open a Here's store beef for this. Space that, beef. I, it's a space beef because all right. So they 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 get the L, the lem back to attach the Apollo 13, the space capsule. Yeah. They send it back off on its original trajectory. Uh, Jax restores the feed, and the astronauts conveniently at that moment decide to come out of their drugged uh, drug days. And uh, they're all excited, like, oh, my gosh, hey, we're, we're alive, everything's great. Oh, wait, we're missing one guy that's one next guy to us. Missing. <laughs> one guy missing. One guy missing. Like, no, nobody mentions this. Where'd Gary Sinise go? Yeah. <laughs> they got Tom Hanks. Uh, Kevin Bacon, actually. They got Kevin yeah. Bacon. So or, Bill Paxton. Is it? No, it's Bill, I think it's Kevin Bacon. Is He's Kevin Bacon, right? Too soon. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. That was, maybe it was intentional as, yeah. like, kind of a Bill Paxton. Oh. <laughs> But he's gone and nobody... Is he in Apollo 13? Yeah, he is. He's in yeah. everything. He was. Yep. He was in everything was. good. But at no point, everybody's cheering and nobody says, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we, we lost a guy. He's like Jimmy Olsen yeah, we're in that Batman one astronaut Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. No one cares. We fell asleep. We woke up. I don't think there was even another person no, here. We're, we're yeah. fine. <laughs> Just like, okay, everybody gets back safely. Like, oh, so what's that movie going to be like now? <laughs> when they do the Apollo 13 movie, it's going to be like, then they went into space. They had a nap. They woke up. <laughs> one guy was gone. Everything was there, except for the landing gear, which was still on the moon somehow. <laughs> How to get on the moon? They didn't even land on the moon. Anyways... Give us an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is like ripe for like somebody like the Blair Witch guys or Bloomhouse or like what happened during that time. Yeah. Yep. They, when they lost movie. communication on the yeah. dark side of the moon. There, you go. That, there is a movie that's like Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, that's like what really happened on that. That's like, uh, yeah. that's yeah. like Transformers 
three. Is Apollo eighteen? Well, yeah, but there's also a <laughs> horror movie called yeah. Dark, like, <laughs> yeah. about Dark Side. Of I think it's Apollo. Is it Apollo eighteen? Like what happened in the last Apollo eighteen? Yeah, I think, I think that's so. It. Yeah, one of those uh, found footage ones. Anyways, that's shout it. out to Apollo eighteen. <laughs> I like that uh, Jonathan Deming says hashtag blame the British. <laughs> That's right, but I do like you, you mentioned the the stuff between Ray and Thawne, and all of that stuff I thought worked really, really well. But I especially liked Thawne needling Ray as yes. far as what his actual motivation is. Talking about like you could use this dwarf star alloy to power an entire city, but you don't do that. You use it to power the suit. You say you're doing this for only for everybody else, but you could be helping a lot more people at once. Good point, Don. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I like that. And also, it was just nice to remember, like, oh, yeah, this is the Thon that actually was disguising himself as Harrison Wells. So, yes, yes was friends with Cisco and Caitlin for a long time. Yeah, so. I, I like that they brought that up because a lot of people forget because uh, Tom Cavanaugh played the character most of the season in those scenes. They're like, yeah. And yeah. even on Flash, they refer to, like, oh, I'm, at least I'm not the Wells that killed people. Hmm. Every time they do that on the Flash, I'm like, you know. There was no Wells that killed people. Right, there was a Thon that looked like Wells, Wells that, that killed, killed people. people. There was a Thon, there was a Wells that never got to be Wells, mm-hmm. really. Just got killed early. It's uh, So I really like that scene. I wish that we had more moments like that where you could just have Thon just talk as just a human being instead of just right. being kind of duplicitous and shady and enigmatic. And you're like, no, oh, just all right, just... All reversey. Yeah. Uh, but then I also like that Ray finally being a little bit ahead of the curve and figuring out, like, why Athon is on the move. And uh, at the end of the episode, when he says, like, wait, you, you're, an, you're an aberration. You're a time right. fragment. And uh, so it's like, yeah, you could stay here and get the spear, but, uh-oh, you're a It also beeping. means you could kill him and it's morally fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's like a Nazi robot. You know, he shouldn't exist. Kill him. Just <laughs> kill Thon. <laughs> Kill him, and then you're fine. And then a lot of your, a lot of the problems are done. The weird thing is when they do bring him back to the Wave Rider, and everybody's got guns on him, which is great. Better than just one person having one of Rip's guns. But now they got four people. Sure. But as they start uh, escorting him to the cell, Nate just puts the gun up like this. Like, no, 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 you don't. Why are you? You know his whole well, thing is that he's really fast. Yeah. Why would you ever take the gun up? That beef. Is eatable. Oh, eat the beef. Sometimes you don't know what to do with your gun. <laughs> That's how you're eating I don't know. Which who's the one that was doing that? Nate. So the the historian, the guy who's like, yeah. He's the nerd. He's the guy that doesn't know how to hold guns. And he also watches a lot of movies where the heroes look really cool and do yeah, stuff and he's like walking yeah. guns over their shoulders. Now, if probably... it was Rory, I would be like, what the hell, dude? You know, you know you're not supposed to do that. But it, because it was Nate, because it was Buns of Steel, I'm like, whatever, yeah. man. Whatever, okay, whatever, man. Great. Now we've got that some... <laughs> <laughs> We've got some more good hashtags. Alex D. Figueroa Jr. says, hashtag one step for rip. Hashtag one giant leap for Sarah. And going with that Aww, theme here. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Deming says one small step for Ray or one giant leap for reverse steel. Ooh. Those are all way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't write them down all the way. So. <laughs> Those are sweet, though. I enjoy them. Uh, we also have the other relationship here is between Henry and Rip. Uh, certainly when Rip sees him in 1970, Henry, first thing he does is punches him out. Cats in the cradle in the silver moon. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that's more Henry and Nate. Uh, but it's always nice to see uh, Nate and Henry. That we, I did like that was one of the favorite parts of when the original JSA uh, meeting that they had back at the beginning of the season. Like, seeing uh, a grandson and grandfather kind of reunite. I thought that was really cool. Cats yes. in the cradle in the silver moon. A little boy with a man in the moon. Oh, it's, it's all moon stuff. That's right. Yeah. There you go. It all works. Moon stuff. And the big dilemma is, uh, as much as I, I like... Henry's got a destiny, and if you take him back to 1956, reunite him with his wife and child, uh, that could totally can change everything. And so Amaya's very against uh, Nate having the idea, like, you know what, we can take you back to 1956 after this is all over. you got a time ship, we can do this. Let's yeah. make it happen. Right. He changed my dad, he wouldn't be the, the cold and distant guy that he is now. We could actually have a better relationship. And Amaya's like, but no, no, you can't do that. That's wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. And then, of course, Nate, in a little bit of anger, spills like, hey, uh, you know, ask, ask Ray about what happens to your family back in 1942 and tell me if you wouldn't put history ahead of your family. Right. Do yeah. Agree, do, who do you side with on there? Do you, should you, if you had the chance I, to change, would you do it? I think he shouldn't have said anything about about her destiny. That and her was future. not not super cool of him. 
Yeah. No, but I, in a moment where you're kind of hurt and you're angry, you kind of lash out and say and something. And I totally you. get his... I, I completely get that in his position, if you see an opportunity to, from your perspective... Fix your entire your entire family, right. your father's life by extension, your own life. Have this happy childhood that you always felt that you missed out on. I get it. That'd be crazy tempting. But it's also forget the fact that it's a dude creating a time paradox. It's one of the legends creating a time paradox. And as we've seen, you take one of them out of the equation, this doesn't end up. It doesn't end up working. To be fair, though, isn't this something that happened in season one? To is it Rory or is it Snart? I kind of forget the storyline. Oh, wait, but there was. Back to but did he like his... kill his own dad or something? Yeah, wasn't yeah he there? accidentally Rory. killed his whole family in that fire. Right, but isn't there like a hey, it's okay, buddy? Yeah, it was yeah. Nick talking to his younger self. Yeah, so there is kind of a precedent for them trying to heal over wounds but, a little bit. But his family's still dead. True. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, and I can understand, like, Nate's temptation, but I also think, like, this is the whole reason that you guys exist. You know yeah. why this can't work. Sarah yeah. had to forego killing Damien Dark and trying to go back and resurrect her sister. But here's the thing. It's it's hard to connect, like, I might still be a hero if I had a happier childhood. You not. It's not necessarily, oh, if I had a bad childhood, that's what made me a hero. It's not like you're changing the the whole him becoming a story necessarily... But it could, right? Which is you risk him not ending up on that ship, and if he's not yeah. part of the team, everything that's been going on this season, things go very differently. There wouldn't be a season two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, have any of the superheroes ever in comic book history had a happy childhood? I think that's the thing. Is like I know if it were me personally, and it's like what? I wouldn't go back because you know I what? wouldn't be the same person if I didn't have a crappy Tony dad. Stark had a pretty good childhood. It was up until he was like in his twenties. I well, think. Well, I mean, were. and like once you get past Superman's planet blowing up, that <laughs> sucks. But once he gets to Earth and is raised by the Kents, his childhood is yeah, pretty alright. He has yeah, a pretty good childhood, all right, But that's why he's not as cool as Batman. Yeah, the only <laughs> my only beef about this my, my beef about this aberration. Frank's got another beef. Is, this is a beefy episode. <laughs> so when we see Stein and he talks to his younger self and says, you know, you should really uh, spend more time with your wife. Yeah. Uh, and comes back to the present and finds out that uh, young Stein took that and also decided to have a child. We have mm-hmm. uh, Lily. Right. Uh, so, but Stein himself doesn't change. No. So he still comes back. So I would imagine that the same thing would happen to Nate if they were to take back Henry back to 1956. I think it's a maybe. I think they got lucky with with the kid. I think the idea is that if he had a happy childhood, I think that's why it becomes a complex question to actually bring up. Like, should should I grow up in a happy uh, childhood because I might still be a hero, I might still be here, or will it totally change everything? Will it make it so... I never go on this adventure. We never. I never save the legends or make sure the legends are discovered. I would say the only thing, from, at least for me, that would only change is that if Henry uh, uh, Hank had a better childhood and decides not to marry the person that he does marry, uh, Nate's mom, marry somebody totally different. That's so what then, I was thinking. Like, what so, if what if he's a happier dude overall and he like doesn't blow this one relationship earlier in his life and ends up marrying that person and has a different family entirely? Yeah. So then I can see that reason that wipes Nate out of existence. But I'd also think though, if everything stays according to plan. Nate could have his father back. He could have his father cake and eat it too. Well, yeah. Daddy cakes. I mean, yeah. according to the plan, but it could also make it so, oh, he doesn't have to prove himself to uh, an angry dad and not become the scholar in the pursuit that he does. So he kind of sits back, smokes a lot of pot, and just watches cartoons all the time. Yeah, well, but I think like, you can do both. If, if you're a legend and you're it's on the wave rider, <laughs> aren't you kind of a, a protected from those... Time aberrations because no, Stein wasn't so. Stein, Stein didn't have those changes until he went yeah, back to the present. But what I'm saying is, I think it's I think they were lucky. He was also he it was affecting him right away. He started to have flashes of this woman that he's in love with, and he didn't quite understand what that love meant. He didn't know what it meant until it caught up to him, and that kind of future timeline it ended up being oh that Stein still got on the wave rider so. Yeah. It kind of evens out. I mean, I guess it's still risky because it's only once removed from Stein. It's like twice yeah. removed for Nate because you have to gamble what your you're father's going to do. You're rolling the dice a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, all got, right. eat that beef, Dave. Just we've got a lot of good I comments did. about. I dined on that. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a lot of good comments about Nate. Uh, Ivan Soto likes that we got to hear more of his backstory, but most people have hashtags making fun of him. We have Connor Pearson Ward is ste- hashtag Steel Eats Daddy Cakes, <laughs> and then we have Billy Jean Girl twenty four hashtag Cry Baby Steel. Oh, and Jamie Nauman is hashtag All Beauty No Brains, um, and then Connor with another one. Hashtag blue softballs. Blue softballs. Yeah. Uh, And we do get to see Henry sacrifice himself at the end of the episode to make sure that the Wave Rider can successfully attain that 38 degree re entry. Mm -hmm. Can I give, before I move on too too far, I want to give a tip of the hat to Rip Hunter on this. Okay. He was the only one who correctly used the word meteoroid. While everyone else was using meteorite. Mm. Now, if you don't know the difference between meteoroid, meteorite, and meteor, a meteorite is something that's already hit the ground. It's in the ground. Mm. A meteor is going through the atmosphere, and a meteoroid is in space. So when they're avoiding meteoroids, they are avoiding meteoroids. Everyone else on the ship called them meteorites. So what is the Mm. difference between a meteoroid and an asteroid? An asteroid, I have no idea. I think okay. it's bigger, and it's got holes and giant space worms in it. Okay. Gotcha. Yes, of course. Because like, it, it's easy to remember because the oid, they both have oids. The floaty ones have oids. And then the meteorite is the one in the, in the ground. It's already hit the ground. Right. There's no danger. It's all right. Meteorite. It's all right. Yeah. 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 It's and actually asteroid. a good Joanna Newsom song that... That talks about this, but I forget the lyrics exactly. Oh, yes. and Hashtag Dave Science. Oh, that's right. Hashtag, uh, and Dave also, Science. Asteroid's a game, too. So, Meteoroid. Asteroid's a game. Science. <laughs> Dave Science. In a minute, in your hair, he's got curly hair. Dave Science. <laughs> I, was, I was not anticipating Henry sacrificing himself. Uh, I mean, I could see why, certainly at the end, but I was, that did catch me like, oh, well, well, I guess they set it up that he's going to yeah. sacrifice himself. But I was not expecting that throughout the majority of the episode. The, that worked. I was I, yeah. that that scene could have really landed clunkily, and I thought they actually did a really great job. That moment was it was very affecting. Yeah, I thought so too right. as well. And I felt like the the show did a great job of laying that groundwork in the first couple episodes of the season, establishing just a nice rapport between Nate and Henry, so that they when they reunite and have those nice scenes in there, that it does really land when he does sacrifice himself. And two, this is a death that drives the story. It makes total sense. <clears throat> they were sort of leading up to it kind of all season, and to sort of give this character Nate you know a little bit more to go with now he's got more of a purpose like you know giving you know what he just saw with his grandfather I feel like he's going to be a little bit more motivated than he was before so it actually serves a purpose yeah and it also made it so it's like now he can't go back and he realized he the one thing he really wants to do he can't do anyway so he might as well go out of here time to pack it in exactly so, of course, the one thing that uh, Henry did, though, is he did rig a little uh, a game, uh, a writing campaign, so they'd make sure that Hank, his son, won a trip to see the, the uh, Apollo 13 mission right there in Mission Control. So right. he can't go back to see his son, but Nate gets a chance to go meet his father as a young boy and just pass on uh, something from his father. Do you think that interaction enough is enough to kind of change I Henry? don't think so. Or it's much like so. with Mick and Young Mick. That I think it's really... like, who's that weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> what is up with this guy? <laughs> like, in, We have all of the context for what Nate says to his young father, but this kid has no context for any of it. So this dude probably seems like a weirdo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that guy back when I was 13 told me that I should uh, be cool about stuff. All right. I'll be a better guy now. I guess I'll have no kids at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see, like, uh, Nate steps back on the wave rider, and then all of a sudden, like, he changes into some kind of, like, something, th- his hair changes. He turns into, like, a different profession. Right. Because my dad loved me. Yeah, that's because, you know, remember, without um, Indiana Jones, he'd be a yoga instructor. That's right. That's very true. I have, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the asteroid definition. Yes. Ooh. Which is a small, rocky body orbiting the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has to orbit the sun. If it's not orbiting anything, then it becomes... If it's orbiting a planet, it's a moon. If it's orbiting the sun, it's an asteroid. If it's just flying through space... Then it's a meteoroid. That's a meteoroid. So what did uh, the folks on Armageddon, what did they land on? They landed on a meteoroid. I guess it would be a meteoroid. Okay. Yeah. Did they say, I thought it was asteroids that they referenced that in the movie. Hashtag wrong. Yeah. Bay science. Also, again... Like Ben Affleck asked Michael Bay, why don't they just teach 
astronauts how to drill and not drillers how to astronaut. And Michael Bay said, shut up, Ben Affleck. We're making this movie. This is why we should let Ben Affleck be in charge of more things, because he at least thinks about these things. Sure. And uh, Connor Pearson Ward says, um, hashtag Dave's Child the Science Guy. Dun, dun, dun. It, it says, uh, must be sung in Must Bill be Knight. sung. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, did, I did really like the line uh, that Nate has about how uh, he would have thrown himself off the ship for everyone anyways, just who he is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't whatever. take that guy fishing. I he guess. loves throwing himself <laughs> off the ship. Yeah. He loves it. Now, Nate also said in 2017, we share our, men share their feelings. Do you uh, agree with Nate in that case? No. <laughs> it's okay. Dave, Dave, it's okay. Dave. I don't want to talk about it. No, Dave, it's okay. It's a safe space. You can do it. I don't like eating so much beef. <laughs> I have to say, you keep bringing the beef, and I keep eating it, but I've been wanting to say for a while, I think I should lay off the beef a little bit. Okay, I'll do my best. I'll do my best not to bring the beef. Don't right. bring the beef. <laughs> Don't bring it. Uh, so, all right. We're... <laughs> Come for the legends of tomorrow. Stay for the beef. Uh, my other moment that I enjoyed watching Dave Child uh, watch as we were watching this episode was at the end with uh, Sarah and Rip having their discussion. And Rip's like, what do I do now? And Sarah starts breaking down basically the theme of the show. Uh, just watching Dave Child's just face. Uh, it just sounds like you're excitement. a misfit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Outcast. I wouldn't call you a hero. <laughs> I think you're a legend. And then they're like, <laughs> Yeah, Casket Fan <laughs> 1 wants hashtag, uh, hashtag Dave, tell us your feelings. Uh, never. No, mm. But I actually, never. I did, I, I said it earlier, but I like that scene a lot. And I like that Rip has conceded captainship to Sarah fully. And yeah. I, I almost like the yeah. idea of Rip being like a point man for her, like almost being a first mate. I think it could be maybe most effective in that capacity. Right. No, for sure. Uh, the uh, yeah, so I, th- that would actually be cool dynamic to see where that t- takes off of. And speaking as we're talking about the theme of the show, just to bounce back to the intro again, we see Mick doing it in the way that he does. Mm-hmm. But I do like yeah. at the end, uh, he call us legends, and it just cuts to the Ray's little, little statue. Ray's statues that he built. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> it was a little like no. I was lonely, so I made little action figures of all of you <laughs> as I played with the dinosaurs. And <laughs> <laughs> we end the episode. Or what do you think? Do you, do you feel like this conversation that Nate has with Amaya is Nate like, all right, I'm not going to get more involved with you. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to kind of break off our physical aspect of this relationship. How many? How many more episodes do we have? We've got uh, three more. Three more. 15, I think, 16, 17. Yeah. I think they're building up a way for Amaya to say goodbye, and I think that's what that conversation was, and her kind of seeing what the destiny is. I think we're going to maybe have an appearance of Young Vixen is what I'm kind of guessing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of, that's going to come up in the next couple of episodes and then she's going to realize she really does have to go back and say goodbye to, to Nate. I, it's sort of prediction, but I almost thought that she was going to wind up being pregnant and that maybe Nate winds up being the grandfather to our current Vixen. Right. right. And that could, yeah. be, that could be the case, too, because, I mean, this doesn't seem like it's taking long stretches between episodes. It seems like it's happened pretty quickly. So it could be within a, a week or two, that in, t- in show continuity, that this is wrapping up and not realizing that she's pregnant until she gets back. Yeah. What if we meet the current vixen and then, like, we find out every time she s- sneezes, she steals up? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> sorry, it's just something I just happened to do. Anyways, and then he's like, wait a second. It would have been super helpful when we were fighting that evil wizard on Arrow last <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, I just thought it was my allergies. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was a power. Yeah. I do like Gideon, though, because one of mine says, uh, you know, Gideon, pull up everything about uh, my, my tribe back in 1942. And she's like, you, you want to look at your future? That I advise against that. Just do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> have a pretty quick conversation there. She was, she was programmed to advise against it, and yeah. she did. Yeah, she's not going to fight about it. Yeah. It's like, all right, all right, sure. Yeah, Jonathan Dimming says they should have used hashtag time condoms, and I love that because I'm pretty sure Nate's at least going to get one more pity bang out of this. So, <laughs> you know, he well, was yeah. crying. Uh, One more for the time road. All right. So uh, before we do any quick predictions here, uh, let's pick a winner for Dave's Doodles. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do we have any more hashtags? Um, I can read the ones I wrote down. I didn't read all of them down, and I didn't write all of them down. I'm sorry, but these are the ones I got. I got hashtag Ray of Space Poop. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Davey. Man tally me bananas. <laughs> that was Lex's favorite. Hashtag Daddy Space Camp. 
And hashtag blame the British. <laughs> Which one do we like, guys? I mean, I, I guess Davy Mantelli me bananas. <laughs> Come no. on, you can't even say it without giggling. All right, yeah. I guess that's the one that right. did it. Yes, because uh, just for one second there, we did. I didn't even mention that scene. I, we talked about it just so briefly in the we opening. Got, yeah. We got ahead of next week's mm. musical crossover episode of Flash and Supergirl. We got a little mini musical interlude tonight, yeah. which was just glorious. Who? He's a musical star too. Yes. He's a Broadway star. Victor Garber is. Yeah, he was on Cats, and also I think going all the way back to like Pippin. Yeah, and I saw an early, early version <laughs> of. Um, of Sweeney Todd, where he Ooh, plays the kid, Anthony, right? Really? Yeah, he plays. Yeah, and it's uh, Angela Lansbury is the uh, Helena Bonham Carter of the of that time. <laughs> Nothing the strange of it. Yeah, it's a good. It was a good I, rendition. That's my favorite. Uh, if it was yeah. Lansbury, that would be original. That'd be original cast. I think it's I original cast. Yeah, yeah. I think that, it was. that scene though was just so kind of cringeworthy because it's like it went on for so long. I'm thinking nobody in Mission Control like shut this down because the feed is supposed to be back up. They went, it also go. felt like the writer who <laughs> the writers of the show are great. I love them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But it did feel like, uh, and I'm sorry if this is my friend Keto who wrote this, but like, I do feel like it was they had just watched Beetlejuice and they were like, uh, oh, I'm going to do that from Beetlejuice. <laughs> and it just, it, which I, it was kind of a nice nod to Beetlejuice, I guess. It, just, it was just like, man, this is going on a long time. The longer it went on, the more I loved it. <laughs> and uh, like, oh, God. And Jonathan Dimming says he already won, so let's pick another hashtag. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. I don't have. I have blame the British, Davy Man telling me, but I don't know which is D- Daddy Space Camp. I liked. Yeah, yeah I like that right. one. Okay, Daddy Space Camp. Daddy Space Camp. All right. So who that. did Daddy Space Camp? It starts so racing them after a while. So, okay. Send no. me whoever did yeah. Daddy Space Camp. Send me a message either through DaveChild.com or at uh, at Mr. Dave Child on Twitter. You can find me there. What I do love though, just a, a, coming your way for a Daddy Space Camp, <laughs> just urine dump with little little urine dump. I drew <laughs> I drew urine dump. I drew a space poop. I drew a steely eyed <laughs> missile man, which was something we didn't even talk about, but was yeah. one of my favorite things. And Joey Johnson wants his doodles, Dave. You're gonna get them. I know I Joey. Know. I have one other yeah. person I have to send it to. Some people. Don't want them. Some people yeah. don't track me down. So yeah, because uh, Connor Pearson Warren has a great hashtag. He just threw out there hashtag In and Out Pity Bang Animal Style. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I liked it though because it's an In and Out reference yeah. as well as Animal well, Style. Well, if you have some extra ones, um, that was Alex sure. D. Figueroa Jr. for Daddy Space Camp. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Connor, I believe that's an honorable mention. Yeah, so, you know what? In and Out Animal Style. So, send me your info. I'll send yeah. you one of these doodles. <laughs> oh yes, because <laughs> some of them people don't want them as much. So. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that are reluctant to get these, you're a fool. This is delightful. This is want a urine dump on their and they're on. No uh, we don't actually pee on this. Just so you know, it's <laughs> just we draw. I drew little dots. That's and, it. And it's these are going to be worth something someday because Absolutely. we have a, a clip to show. And if we're ready, we're, just super fast. Yeah. I know oh. we got to get going, oh, yeah. but uh, Neil, just a, a quick little taste. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is from a music video I'm in <laughs> by the band The Knox, and the song is called Trouble. This is just a little clip from mm. it. But you should watch the whole thing. This is based on Dave's life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very, very real. It's my roommate. No, <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, all right, so oh. if, please watch the whole thing because, uh, spoiler alert, I dance. Dance. I dance, yeah. and dance so and does that alien. So yeah. if you want to see that, keep watching. Oh, man. Uh, all right. As we wrap up, one quick hot uh, one prediction from everybody. Real rapid fire down the line. After Buzz TV predictions. Um, well, we snart back next week. Yes. Finally, somehow yeah. it seems. Question mark. Uh, present day, past. But 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 how? Well, they're in the past, right? There's like we're in some random time doing some time stuff. Yeah. Leonard Snart, what are you doing here? You don't have a time ship of your very own. Is that a time gun? How do you do that? 
<laughs> right. Are you writing for the show? It's an actual clip from next week's episode. Yeah, I derp predict that um, it will be, you know, a time when Snart was still all snarty. You know, this was his, uh, you know, heat wave days where they were just no, up to no good. Right, we're going full-blown Snart yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. I predict that we're gonna get present day fixing. And mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna kill Ton at the end of the season. Mm, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's I, I feel like Ton is too good, uh, too valuable of a character of the franchise to kill off. I think they're yeah. gonna let the. Uh, I think they're gonna let the shade get him. Oh, we'll see. Right. I do uh, really want to see the zombie-looking Black Flash eat somebody. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, I just wanted to see Malcolm Merlin. You get the Spear Destiny just so he can give himself a hand, but not resurrect his son. I th- <laughs> all I care about is just having my hand back. Tommy, suck it. Yeah, well, suck Chicago it, Med is doing too good, and I'm just not happy about that. I'd rather see Tommy, as they were talking about. He's the only person that stays dead. Yeah, that's true. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Uh, and thank you for those five stars, because Lex Michael was successfully able to join us for this episode. I did it. It's oh, all he can thanks live. to you guys. But uh, those are a lot of great five-star reviews, folks. <laughs> but don't think you can start slacking off on those. Lex Michael No, I have, to, I have to re-up this every so often or yes. I will expire. So yes, yeah, so folks, away. give us those five-star reviews on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Everybody, thanks so much for joining in with the chat. Uh, thanks for all your hashtags. Thanks for uh, the lucky winners that are going to get these delightful doodles in their very own home. You can impress your friends, amaze your kids, uh, maybe inspire them to be heroes someday of their own. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, folks, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's after the, off the air, Lex Michael, yes. where can they find you? I am all over social media at the Lex Michael, and if you're a fan of DC on the CW on ABTV, I'm all over that. Monday night, I'm talking about Supergirl. I'm here on Tuesdays talking Legends of Tomorrow, but you already know that because you're here too. And on Wednesdays, talking about Arrow. Come nerd out with us. We love you. Mwah. Well, we also nerd out on Comic Book Exchange, which is on Book Circle Online. It's me, uh, Lex, Dave, and Frank. Just, oh, sorry. Dave, Dave, on I wish Dave was on there, but um, since I'm with Fisher Lion, guys, you can uh, find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I'm Dave Child. You can find me at DaveChild.com or at Mr. Dave Child. If you want to see the rest of that video, go to at Mr. Dave Child. And uh, it's the pinned tweet on the top. And also, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Dave Child and Snapchat on at Mr. Dave Child. My name is Dave Child. This has been Dave Child. Dave Child. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back here next week with another new episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye bye. Speed off. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. What, what the, the hell does speed off mean? Speed off! Confusing. <laughs> Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.